Welcome to the Back Row Fantasy Show with your hosts, Jeremy Barker, Aaron Arms, and Chad Niddle. since I did that. I wish it would have been a while longer, actually. Sorry about your luck, bro. You know, like happened. a few episodes, maybe one I didn't have to listen to. Uh, you enjoyed it. Hmm? Okay. Where's that sound originate? Uh, Just within you? or Is that, yeah, is that like a, a, I, you a know, war cry of some sort? I did one of those Ancestry.com things, and You're, when I got the results, I was like, man, I bet... You're I, one 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 thousand sixty fourth of Indian and American Indian, and you decided to uh, exactly. give the old war cry, huh? Exactly. I knew it was in there from my heritage, so it just I've let it out recently. By the way, that's an estimate. <laughs> that that one one thousand sixty fourth that you you are American Indian. Uh, yeah, it, it is Native an American, whatever's appropriate at this point. I don't know. Last of the Slohicans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. You know, I'm going to be honest with you. You, uh, I do chew every... red man from time to time. Uh, right. I don't think it's the same thing. Everything but your uh, your hair collar is is I need is fat. Irish. I need a. Fat. I mean, I'm Irish, so I can say this. <laughs> but you're kind of fat. You're kind of pale. Pretty much Irish. Just get some red hair, bro. It's turning gray, man. I can see a little Native American. And you, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, carrying on. Carrying on. Well, I do like Pocahontas. <laughs> Anyways. I like the parodies. <laughs> Ooh. I like all the parodies. I do, too. Batman. Uh, what, 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 what's we, the other Pirates. Just, doesn't matter. Pirates. Doesn't matter. Pirates is pretty good. Pirates. <laughs> yeah. Good. Arms just tried to deflect, and he's like, well, well, yeah, yeah. Pirates was good, man. I mean, come I'm, on. I'm not, I'm not going to try to get off that subject. You're right. Pirates was real good. You know, I mean, I, I the uh, the entire franchise, really. How did you deflect yeah. that to pirates? I don't know. I don't know. We went to good the deflection. Par- the parody videos. Yeah, no, no. I was actually talking about uh, Pirates of the Caribbean with Johnny Depp. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know, there is there is the one girl. She's, she's Pretty smoking hot in that movie. That's why we got excited. Olivia Munn? Elizabeth. It it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He's declared it. It doesn't matter. Oh, hey, we almost forgot. Welcome to the Back Row Fantasy Show. This is Bark. To my left is Arms. Good morning. (laughs) And to my right is Nick. Hey, what's up? Hopefully you guys enjoyed that little uh, two minutes of... Highly doubt it. We're not sure what happened. (laughs) Highly doubt it. I was trying to figure out what was going on, so... Yeah. Well, bad for for you guys out there. I just kind of got lost in xnxx.com. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh my God, is that our first promotional? <laughs> Enter the promo Bro, code if, BRFS. If, if only it was. I feel like <laughs> if we can get advertising on that. Right. I actually don't. I don't want to know what comes up under BRFS. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it is an acronym for something. If one of our listeners could tell us what comes up when you search BRFS. At. I'll let you know in a minute. <laughs> Welcome to the BBC show. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right, anyways. Well, wow, we derailed. Barbecue bacon cheeseburger? Exactly. Okay. It's hard or, to derail uh, a train when it's not moving, but we did it. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's I the feel like that? the Hulk just, boom! <laughs> Rex has a BBC. Yes, too, right? barbecue bacon cheese. Yeah. Look at me. I obviously know about barbecue bacon cheese. As do I. 
Every time I even go by an Arby's, it's like I'm thinking something. It's Rex. I know, but don't you dare! Don't you sully the name of Rex sandwiches by comparing them to Arby's? I don't actually. You do. I do not. You don't eat there at all. I never eat at Arby's. Never. I probably have eaten Arby's <laughs> twice in You're two years. Maybe out. Maybe once you. It's not racks, all right? It's not. It's Arby's. Listen, the whole Good. reason I'm obese is there was a racks buffet in Wellston. Why is this argument happening I right now? Uh, we are going to bring you some football talk. I <laughs> promise. There's not a lot of live but football back to talk. The BBC. <laughs> yeah. Dude, the buffet in Wellston, like, had, I mean, it had mashed potatoes and gravy. And I. Man, my whole offensive line, we'd all go eat there before football practice, which explains why in seventh grade we were the largest offensive line in our entire school system. And you're trying to tell me you don't like Arby's. That's not Arby's. That's Rex. If you had the biggest offensive line, I'm pretty sure you Look, weren't. Look, you guys you are arguing. We couldn't walk any. to Arby's. There wasn't even an Arby's in Jackson at that point. You didn't discriminate against any fast. Listen, first off, you're arguing You're arguing Hardee's versus Carl Jr., all right? Mm-mm. It's the same Mm-mm. thing. No. I'm on Barker's side. No, it's not the same thing. You, I'm saying Arby's is good in its own right. It's, no. it, it, listen. As a standalone restaurant, this like racks place. That's like saying Subway and Jimmy John's is the same thing. No. Yeah, no, it's exactly like saying that, and they're entirely different. No, it's like comparing a, a Bojangles to a Popeyes. They're Very, both pretty good <laughs> in their own right, with similar, right. Products. Okay. with similar right. products. With similar products, but right. the biscuits are different. The chicken is different. <laughs> the ranch is different. What is in store for our listeners right. today? So, <laughs> apparently, we're going to take you on a the Tour de America fast food edition. <laughs> Dude, I'll be honest with you. Whenever I went down south, it, like whenever I traveled through there, it's like, all right, ooh, Church's Chicken, we're gonna stop there. Ooh, Church's Chicken. Two hours later, oh, Zaxby's stopping there. Bojangles. Hour and a half later, there's a Bojangles, I'm gonna stop there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Raising Canes, ooh, stopping there. And then at the very end, you're like, it's KFC. Yeah, I want KFC because I've had everything in between. And by the end KFC of the day, you've eaten, you've eaten fried chicken five times before six yeah. p.m. Right. Worth it. <laughs> Worth it. Feel that uh, blood flowing like molasses. I will take my. my, Did I feel like we missed one? My favorite guilty pleasure of Mm. the fast food type restaurants. Have you ever walked Chick Fil A? There we go. But have you ever walked? That's the the Lord's Chicken. (laughs) Uh, There's a comedian. I think John Christ or something like that. He's always about Chick Fil A and talking about how you you don't cuss at church, your grandmama's house, and Chick Fil A. (laughs) You know, it's hilarious. Anyhow, (laughs) you, you guys like Waffle House? I don't. I, I don't love Waffle I don't House. I don't like Waffle House. I walk in and I feel bad for eating there. No. Oh, dude, I've I've never walked into a clean Waffle House. Well, no, but no, I've no, never. They're wa- open twenty four hours. How <laughs> do you clean a place? But I've never walked. Boom. I've never walked <laughs> exactly. out of a dirty Waffle House. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Let's just call that. <laughs> yeah, I love it. That's exactly right. Twenty four hours. How do you clean it? I, I mean, I mean, you run into one when you're hungry. And there's a hotel. There's always a Waffle oh. House. And it's like, do I dr- want to drive three miles, even though I'm wore out and tired? Or should I just go for the Waffle House? The Waffle House that's taken up eight parking spaces on the other side of the parking and lot. You know right. what, you I'm know going to the Waffle House. That you don't even have to park somewhere different to go to bed after you eat it. I right. go there, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try grits. It's always terrible. I've never liked grits, but I keep ordering it because it looks so good on the menu. They do a fine job with their menu, even though the menu is a little, always a little damp or, or <laughs> sticky. <laughs> like it has some sort of syrup on it, <laughs> and 
but you're like uh, it, it makes you smell the food better i, I don't know it makes yeah you... <laughs> i imagine that's how the it's like cat... a scratch and skiff <laughs> scratch and sniff restaurant yeah. menu i feel like this is the exact way the cast of uh the pirate parody felt <laughs> like it's all coming together it's just all melting <laughs> this whole opening's all melting together anyhow back to fantasy sh- football glorious melting. fondue <laughs> all right so we left you with offensive rookie grades, and we're going to jump right back in with defensive rookie grades. And I'm still giggling a little bit from that whole opening that was crazy. So somebody give me a start me off arms with a linebacker, your best grade. Well, in the same mold as Saquon Barkley, just moving all the way to elite right off the get-go at running back, Darius Leonard. Who? Darius Leonard, A+++. Never heard of him. His A, I will say the difference between Darius Leonard and my second guy isn't that chasm between Saquon and Nick Chubb, but Darius Leonard has had an A+. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Absolute A+. Over 160 tackles year one. Don't forget the fact he had seven sacks. Yeah, input on the team. This Colts team was not supposed to be this good. Oh, no. no. Offensively or defensively. I mean, I I don't want to... Listen, they have a chance to win. They're the hottest weekend. team in the NFL right now. Yep. I don't care if it's the Chiefs. The Chiefs have shown they can get beat. They have a chance, but back to our fantasy. Yeah, I, well, they nailed they nailed their draft defensively. I mean, I mean everyone that – they nailed it all the way through, in yep. my opinion. I mean, when you look at the rookie running backs that they had and then the, the input – or the, the off defensive output that Darius Leonard gave them instantly, instantly, consistently all year – they nailed their draft, and that's why they're still in the playoffs with a chance to go to the to the AFC Championship. How game. good is Darius Leonard? Anthony Walker is relevant because of Darius Leonard. That's how good Darius Leonard is. Yeah. He made a guy who basically was rendered worthless last year for all fantasy purposes, made him a relevant fantasy play. Yeah. Because you have to account for someone who is as – Athletic and you know has such a great nose for the ball. Darius, Le- I mean, we didn't have a single guy last year, if, if I recall, that had a hundred solo tackles. This year in the rookie class, we had two. Yeah, but Darius Leonard, the the amazing thing about the 160 total tackles, you get eight sacks out of that, a couple picks. I mean, he he's he's killing running backs. You were going Af- right where I was going with that. A- yeah, after after the after the quarterback, and then when he's not. Chasing down ball carry, he's playing great coverage football on, yeah. in the secondary. I mean, the guy was an absolute animal, and, and endurance wise, I mean, you expect him hit a wall, never hit a wall. Like the guy was good all sixteen he, games. He what, missed a game. He did, and what you got from a second round draft pick was an inside tackler with the stats to prove it, an outside rushbacker with the stats to prove it, a a nickel corner with the stats to prove it. Pa- Ten pass deflections, two interceptions. Like he gave you a whole field of defense for a second round pick. And it, and it wasn't a little bit of this or a little bit of that. Lost. It was it, it was good stats. Like two interceptions, a lot for a, for a inside linebacker. Absolutely. Ten that pass deflections is a heck of a lot. I mean, he was he contributed to all phases of the game in year one right off the bat. Yeah, I've got him A plus, hundred percent, and I even wrote out to the side elite because he is already elite. Absolutely. I mean, to me, high praise. He's more impressive his rookie year, and it's really not close than Keekley was. I mean, he's probably the most impressive rookie linebacker that I can ever recall seeing. He, he's 
he is for me. Like in my lifetime, I don't remember being this impressed by a linebacker, the, a, a rookie. The only thing I'll argue there is, I didn't. Now I didn't see a ton. Of, it's not like I watched every game Darius Leonard played, but the Keekley highlights when when Keekley was lighting people up his rookie year. I mean, it was impressive and it is like jump off the film type stuff. Darius Leonard kind of hits you with consistency. So the stats pop, obviously, but I don't know. I, he didn't have like that show-stopping play that really stood out to me or anything like that, but he was just the consistency of the season. That's, that's the only thing I would argue there, but still. I mean, obviously the athleticism there. Obviously the strength and endurance is there. Guy's an A-plus elite linebacker. Well, he's, doing, he's doing those numbers, putting up those numbers, and – Maybe maybe he doesn't have the flashier, bigger hits and plays. Flash, but, that's what I was. But but for. we were in a different NFL than when Keekley was a rookie already. I that's mean, true we're, too. We're, we are in a league where he could hold back on those tackles a little bit. Yeah, that, I I'll give you that. He can't take someone's head off anymore. No, I mean, you, just, you can't go out there and pull him all the crap out of somebody anymore. You just. Or Ed Reed. Good point. Way to make me eat my words immediately. Just wanted to bring it up. That, that, yeah. Excellent point, sir. I just I was thinking about the Waffle House, and that just the next <laughs> thought was that exactly. Today's NFL, little little softer. So it, it is a little like a softer. Warm Waffle House waffle, just soft. I'm sitting here agreeing with you, realizing the listeners can't see me nod. <laughs> <laughs> he is nodding. Mm-hmm. Arms is nodding right that, now. That's okay. They can hear it off that thing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the, the, you can hear what's rattling inside of there. The uh, the waves of the ocean are being affected by it. I understand. I have a large head. <laughs> Who'd you have number two, Arms? Number two? I mean... Unanimous, I bet. It's LVE. LVE. Leighton Vandresh. Leighton Vandresh had, honestly, just as impressive of a year considering the fact that he wasn't a day one starter. Yeah, 140 combined. He's not that far off Leonard. It's just the rest of the stats that, you know, Leonard kind of stands out in, but Leighton Vander Esch, if Leonard wasn't in this class, Leighton Vander Esch, defensive rookie of the year, easy. Yeah, I mean, and that's the sad thing about Not it. Not easy, Derwin e- James, but. Every other year that you look at, you know, who's your top linebacker, Leighton Vander Esch would have walked away with it as a rookie. He just happened to run into quite possibly the most versatile and impressive rookie linebacker that we've in this generation at least yeah and and he's not even the guy who i picked as being the best i thought he was going to be good oh me too but my god roquan was our guy exactly I mean, we, we won't lie but after roquan we loved leonard as a you know a deep sleeper in rookie drafts and that's what he was he got drafted in the fourth or undrafted in most rookie drafts in dynasty IDP Giants. The, obviously, the the thing that pops off. Well, first off, you extrapolate uh, Leighton Vanderesh's numbers into a full time starter role in the when the times he was just coming off the bench. I mean, there's one forty tackles. You can almost pile on another ten to fifteen and put him up in the Darius Leonard t- yep. category. But what separates Leonard from from Leighton is ability to get to the quarterback sacks. Yeah. They both had two two interceptions. I mean, they're both contributing. Leighton Vanders is very good in pass coverage. They just don't need him to rush the rush the passer. They have Jalen Smith to do that, and they have a great front four to do that in Dallas. But overall, I can't give him an A plus just because Leonard takes that nod. But I mean, a rock solid, rock solid A for uh, Leighton Vanders. Long term guy too. Another long term, not a fluky season mm-hmm. here. Not a, he he just wasn't a plug and play guy. One thing for we're, one season. right. I mean, as as you look at the statistics, the one thing I can say about this uh, this rookie draft class is it, at linebacker in particular, versatile, 
and deep. I mean, I, the, extremely deep if they, you count the outside guys. They are. I mean, this is one of the most impressive rookie linebacking classes I've seen in a. I mean, that I can recall, to be honest with you. you yeah. not, not just with the, the big names, quote-unquote, but the, the production that was out there that you weren't expecting from some guys. You could almost lock up. I mean, I hate to put this kind of, like, n- n- praise on these guys, but the top three, you can almost see them as Hall of Fame linebackers if they have, continue yeah. this. And then there's a handful of others that, you know, Tremaine Edmonds, who's who had a great idea. He's a top-ten linebacker yeah. in IDP. He's going to have a wonderful career. I mean, this is... Like what? This is the uh, Dan Marino quarterback draft yep. year of linebackers. I, I mean, I, it, I it's agree. studly. And then you got that other tier, which I guess we'll get into more with the grades. But Jerome Baker, guys like that that you didn't expect to do, you know, a whole lot. Kenny Young filled in well for C.J. Mosley there for a minute. He was a hot pickup in dynasty IDP leagues, and uh, there's a few more. You know, you got the plug and play guys yeah, that, that ended Warner. up. They they were thrust into action and, and they contributed immediately to their teams. So who do you guys have as your three? Uh, three for me, surprisingly over Roquan. I got Tremaine Edmonds. I thought Tremaine Edmund, Edmonds had a uh, better all around season than Roquan did. Roquan started a little slow, and I just I liked what Tremaine Edmonds did. He was on the field immediately and he was consistent and he was solid all year long. I gave him an A, and Roquan right behind him with an A minus. See, I'm giving Roquan an A as well, um, but I, I'm actually flip flop. And I'm I, Tremaine was great. Don't get me wrong, but Roquan just at, at three extra sacks was a difference maker for me. And I think he's going to add that kind of for the rest of his career, the ability to get to the quarterback. Just to counter you, those three extra sacks, yes. But as far as pass deflections, Tremaine had double, double the interceptions and two forced fumbles where Roquan had none. So I, mean, I think Tremaine was a difference maker on the field for Buffalo, too. To me, the biggest – a forced fumble is a stat that I kind of kick by the wayside. That that does not happen very often. I mean, linebackers just aren't killing those. I mean, the four, Some of the, them are ball hawks, but I mean, yeah. But, but Darius Leonard with four, that is not a number that I that you can expect to be consistently occurring. Not, you not so? Seven sacks? Four no, for, no, no, no. The four forced fumble, fumbles. That's what I mean. I mean, a lot of forced fumbles happen on the sack. I mean, if, if Leonard's still yeah, going to put up seven or eight a year. I mean, you can go back and look at J.J. Watt whenever he's getting around 20. He's probably only, with 20 sacks, getting four forced fumbles. He didn't like stripping the ball, though. He liked picking people up and throwing them. Touche. <laughs> I'm going to go Ro- See I got Roquan number three also With you arms I had him as an A Also and, and again I'll go A minus just to to Separate him and Layton but on, on really looking at This thing once Roquan got Going he was he was really A top five guy from week Nine on I mean he was consistently A top five linebacker Ends up at number eight after the slow start to the season. This dude has an um, had an amazing season. Roquan Roquan didn't start the first game, and I don't think he started the second game. No, but he he played a lot the second game. I know that. Out of these names that we say we've said though, I mean, this is the guy that has all the elite physical attributes. He's the guy who can run the four four in, into the four fours. He's the guy who can jump out of the gym. He has all the intangibles athletically to be the number one linebacker. And I, it, frankly, it wouldn't surprise me if Roquan took another little leap next year within that Bears defense 
and uh, starts eating up more tackles consistently, still gets a quarterback and then starts getting some of those uh, difference-making plays, a few more interceptions in pass coverage, and a couple forced fumble strip sacks. So you're like kind that. of voting Roquan maybe a most, likely to, most likely to succeed. Like he, he, Yeah, he, I mean, he obviously succeeded, yeah. but I, I think he – Darius Leonard's – it's tough to say he's going to get better. I could see Roquan getting better in think, year two. I think Roquan is the perfect, you know, it took a couple of years, but the perfect Brian Urlacher replacement. The oh, guy yeah. that, that may, is the next great Bears linebacker. That's Roquan Smith. Now, I will add that Roquan, is, to me, is also the kind of guy that's going to give you that year in, year out, consistently, high, high level of play consistently. Tremaine Edmonds, I think, could have an off year. I mean, I could see him having an off year. I can't see Roquan Smith having an off year. With the eighty, yeah, with with the eighty tackles, uh, one hundred and twenty total tackles, eighty solo. I mean, he's not an elite athlete. I wouldn't say. I mean, he can't play inside outside. Tremaine? Ran a fast. He he ran a fast forty, but I, say he's. I mean, he's but, top. I wouldn't call him elite either. Yeah, I, I don't think he has all these jump off the page like. To me, he's a more versatile linebacker and could fall into like a weak side linebacker role at some point if they get more of a uh, thumper in the middle. But he has ver- versatility goes a long way in the NFL and for your pay uh, and for your wallet because he's always going to be on the field. But I like Tremaine Evans, Edmonds to stay right around where he is consistently for the rest of his year, rest of his career, which is a top fifteen consistent linebacker. I mean, I think he's going to be really solid. What, what I will say about Roquan is I I'm, I have no qualms with thinking Roquan's going to beat even say a top three times. Yeah, I have no, no qualms, qualms with thinking Roquan is going to be even a top flight guard or a top flight you know tackle to you know when he's pass rushing. I think Roquan has those type of abilities to where I will say Tremaine, Tremaine. I mean, he only got you two sacks, and and were, were those scheme based? Is that him beating someone or him just finding the gap? Yeah. You know, Roquan, he's going to find the gap or he's going to beat somebody or he's going to have nose for the ball, sniff out, you know, roll out with the quarterback. Roquan Did the blitz overwhelm the offensive yeah. line to the point of they just didn't have an extra blocker? Well, we saw I, I think before Roquan, in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh always has an, uh, just a stellar blitz scheme. Yeah. Let's end it with Roquan has more Khalil Mack in him than Tremaine Edmonds does. For a linebacker, yeah, yeah. I, I, I well, you. I mean, he can do it all. I mean, Tremaine Edmonds probably going to be a great run stopper for years, but Roquan Smith can do whatever he wants to do. Let's just say team. it is what it is. Roquan or Tremaine Edmonds is as close as we're going to see to Ryan Shazier. Yeah, that pat the ability to have that pass defense because he does have some speed. You know, he can fly. He's he's Tremaine uh, Edmonds is six foot five. I mean, he's a big guy, but that strength difference that Roquan brings to the game that there's my difference maker to where. I give the edge to Roquan because he's just a, a little bit more impressive as an athlete strength-wise. And his Speed, first, speed-wise, they're the same. His, his first play in the NFL was a sack. His I mean, guy came off and went high, set the bar high for him. Boom. Who we got? Uh, arm starts out. Who's next? Who's after Roquan and Tremaine on the grades? I mean, I, it's hard to not give it to Fred Warner. Agreed. I mean, did anybody – anybody see fred warner doing what he did i no, mean 100... no but I, I think there were some fred warner fans out there but we all thought that uh foster was going to play was it foster reuben yeah yeah reuben foster yeah we thought it was going to be reuben foster we didn't know fred warner was going to get the opportunity and once he did i mean 124 tackles i mean warner just pretty consistent he wasn't um nearly as what I would say great as, you know, at times Roquan, Darius Leonard, Leighton Vander Esch, he wasn't as great as them, but consistently good. Yeah. 
And Fred Warner knew sacks. I mean, he was just strictly a middle linebacker. Get the defense at where they need to be and then soak up tackles. He he wasn't that playmaker, Barker, that you talked about. Uh, no interceptions. No, he, he never forced turnovers. But he did eat up the ball care. For me, that's more of a B minus. Like, he has to show me a little more to remain as an elite linebacker. <coughs> and honestly, I think it comes down that. to – I think it comes down to athletic ability with him. It's not that he's deficient in athletic ability. He's just not elite Correct. like these other guys we're talking about. So, Fred Warner, B-. minus. I could see you I could see you there in the top 20 year in, year out, but I don't, I don't see him his upside going any higher than what it was in year one, the quite thing, frankly. When you look at Warner, like his first four games, double-digit tackles. I mean, he's just killing it. And then it's like they're like, well, we better block this guy. So – Three tackles, four tackles. And then he, he finds a little bit of groove, nine, seven, seven, back down to four. I mean, there's a little bit of inconsistency there yeah. to where it's like 19, 10, you know, 12. Well, you yeah, know, when, you've got those big tackle numbers out of a Derry Slender, Leighton Van Resch when he finally got rolling. Much like when you're a wide receiver that's just a deep threat, your games are going to be hit and miss. And, and Fred Warner has one major element to his game, and it's getting to the middle and stopping running back. If it, if it, if cut this... everything else off. So, I mean, can you just – deep ball guy can't catch five of – game every game correct yeah fred warner goes up against a, a primary uh throwing offense he's not gonna have a big game it, it's easy to call his games it really is but when it's a when it's a run first team he succeeds and he succeeds at a at a regular level i'll tell you who i did give a b minus was jerome baker because he was you know as buckeye guys not niddle of course but and not me that much i guess for that arms the buck nut over here like, we may have expected Jerome Baker to be pretty good, but I don't think fantasy, you know, IDP fantasy folks expected him to be startable at any time this season. I expect Jerome Baker to get, like, 50 tackles. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, he's he's on the maybe a B-minus, C-plus range for me. I mean, he impressed me for what he did, but I don't see an outside pass rush specialist like Jerome Baker really is wanting to be in the NFL. I don't see him really being a uh, that kind of a tackle guy consistently. I figure his his tackle numbers will probably go down a little bit. His sack numbers maybe go up a little bit. I mean, he only had three this year for a guy who's known to you know set the edge and you know get out you know get to the quarterback. Uh, but he's it, also a sideline to sideline yeah, guy on you it, know, sweeps, and I, I mean that's your guy you want. That's why they brought him absolutely in. very fast. And I mean, one thing you can say, Miami has, they're doing it right with linebacker right now. I agree. Although reportedly Kiko Alonso is a goner. Which what's I say about Jerome Baker? Can he slide into the Kiko role? I Pro- think, yeah, I think he can. If if he can, I mean to put it the production he had with the opportunity Kiko had. Kiko apparently for all the tackles that he does make makes a lot of mistakes when he's not making the tackle. Okay. And that that's one of those things you sometimes you miss on film because you're watching the ball, you're not watching it. Yeah. You know, you watch you see who gets the tackle. You don't you know, you don't see a missed assignment a lot of times unless it's obvious glaring 50-yard run. Right. So he, Jerome Baker in that C B minus. I I got him as I a C. I mean, he, he was a surprise. He was surprisingly better than yeah. I thought he was rail, in year rail 1. Round 3 pick. I, I like to take that into consideration as well. I mean, that's why Fred Warner also got that big grade, and I got another guy that's getting a, a big grade because of where he was picked and what he did on the field. But, well, shoot, but yeah, lead us off with it. Hit us. All right. So the guy I got be- right there below Jerome Baker, who I had a B minus on. I got a C plus on Foyer Alucan. 
He was the uh, Falcons linebacker that kind of filled in when Deion Jones went down, and he filled in admirably. He had 91 total tackles. Uh, didn't really put anything up on the board otherwise, but he he did that Fred Warner thing for a while in Atlanta and just plugged the hole and got to the, the running back. Not going to be a high-volume guy. I mean, he he's obviously a weak side or strong side. He's not your typical middle linebacker who's going to eat up the tackles nonstop every game. But he's a guy, who, when he's on the field, he's productive. I, I don't see him. I'd stay away from IDP. I think this is oh, about yeah. me, what, me this is what you Boom. can expect from him. I can't give well, him anything higher than less. a C. Yeah, you can expect, you can expect less, less because yeah. Deion Jones is coming. He's back. I mean, yeah. obviously, season's this, over. But this guy probably that was his. Have... That was his role. Yep. He filled in for Deion Jones and him and Duke Riley. I mean, there are yeah. a couple other guys that kind of. He'll be the third linebacker yeah, on, his, a, on the team next. This year. could be his best season as a pro. You're you're right. And, and, very well. And, but, but I gave him the grade based on what he did this year. But yeah, in Dynasty IDP. I would not go chasing those stats because that is probably the best game he's going to have. I mean, you you have a, an athletic, the you know, year. tackle eating machine in Deion Jones that's coming back. I mean, you, even and let, he's let, already back. Let, he was back yeah, the last few games. Let's say that he does lock in a starting role next year. Let's just say in theory, he's he's still not getting ninety one tackles. No, I th- not I with Deion Jones. I don't. I don't think so. Yeah, I think. He, I think he's the strong side linebacker, which which he's the he's going to be the one taking on blocks, which means you don't get. You're not going to get tackles. I think with the opportunity, just like he had this year, he could do it. The thing for me is he's not getting the opportunity. Again. He's not getting the opportunity at the right position. Is my my well, problem. I mean, Deion Jones isn't going to go down for most of the year. He may have a nicky knack injury here or there in his career, but we're not going to see him out for seasons at a time and. Until a team decides to bring in Foyer as their middle linebacker, he's just not going to do much. Yeah. The other big linebacker, the biggest name in linebackers, to be arguably the biggest name in linebackers in the draft, is Bradley Chubb. And honestly, Bradley Chubb did exactly what they expected Bradley Chubb to do. I actually have a grade of him of an A. I do too, but I just hate your sack linebackers. linebackers. Yeah. But man, was he good. I mean, 12 linebackers or 12 sacks in his rookie season, he did exact. He was the perfect complement to Von Miller. And fr- frankly, there's talk about letting Von Miller walk in Denver, Ooh. which is now, I've crazy. Heard I've heard that. Which is crazy because I think a lot of Bradley Chubb's success is based oh, on yeah. on uh, Von Miller being on the other side. Absolutely. Bang, easy. And that that's that's the thing about it. now. Can Bradley Chubb be that elite guy? He's picked f- fifth overall. I mean, the yeah. guy has the markings of an All Pro year in year out. It's just why give up that pass rush that do out duo of a p- outside pass rush by letting Von Miller walk. Bradley Chubb was an A to me. Just great guy to have on your fantasy team for as a linebacker three or a bye week guy if you're in the uh, uh, the high tackle leagues. If you're in some uh, a league that rewards linebacker sacks a little bit higher than like a defensive end sack, maybe. But He's a top 25 guy in those kind of leagues. Yeah, but I mean, Bradley Chubb to me, I, I want to have him as an A because he put up a great year. I mean, twelve sacks for a rookie is just absolutely phenomenal. It's he, if he was a defensive end, he'd be the top one in, in this year's class. Yeah, some yep. forced fumbles there too, Armstrong. Okay, but my point is, he's a pass rush specialist. You don't have Von Miller on your fantasy team for a reason. 
you don't need Bradley Chubb on your fantasy team either. And Bradley Chubb, no interceptions and one pass deflection. How do you get that pass deflection? That's I'm going to assume he batted a ball down coming out of the quarterback's hand immediately. So, yeah, he, he's, he's never in the passing game, and he's never against the run blocking team. He's strictly a pass rusher. Obvious, if you follow fantasy football, you know what you're going to get if you have him on your team, which is high weeks when he gets a sack and real lows when he doesn't. I got a surprise C grade in this draft class. You guys are both going to disagree with me completely. But I've got a C grade on Josie Jewell. Same team as Bradley Chubb in Denver. He uh, he did not. He did, he wasn't like Foyer. He wasn't like Vander Esch. He wasn't like uh, Jerome Baker. He didn't get the opportunity to start games. But as a reserve, he put up 58 tackles. And with Brandon Marshall on his way out, and I'm not really convinced that any other middle linebacker in Denver is going to be worth much in the future. Josie Jewell is a guy that I am targeting in IDP leagues because you can get him cheap. Here, here's my only problem with Josie Jewell. He is a two-down thumper. If it's not so, the, it, it, so the draft analysis says. So his 40 time says. He yeah. is not a sideline-sideline guy. If it's not coming inside tackle box, Josie Jewell's probably not getting the tackle. Zach Thomas wasn't a sideline-to-sideline guy. He don't have to be a sideline-to-sideline <laughs> guy. I'm just saying, I don't I don't expect Josie Jewell to have a really ultra-productive career. I don't expect him to break 100 tackles every year. He might have it a Next year Zach or two. Zach Thomas, I'm calling it. He might have it a year or two, but it's I just don't I don't see Josie Jewell being the, uh, the next great linebacker in Denver. Dude, he's I just a Jewell. Diamond in the rough, baby. Uh, you I guys do. got any high grades, any C's on anybody out there? I know it's not going to be Josie Jewell for you guys, but the Josie Jewell. No, I'm. I'm. Everything y'all said is exactly. I can echo it. I, I. I have the high praise that you did, Barker, and in that he could get his opportunity with Brandon Marshall going out the door. There. I mean, they won't have that inside that that veteran inside linebacker to take yeah. up opportunity. Was bad this year, but I he mean, it, Todd Davis. That's not a long term guy to me either. No, Josie right. Jewell, but I I totally agree that he's a two down thumper. Like his high end productivity is a hundred total tackles, which really isn't that great in IDP leagues. I mean, it's good, and you if you get him at the right value as a linebacker three, you're getting you're you're getting him for free. Yeah, I mean, target him. Go get him. You're not getting but don't any pass defense. You're not going to get any sacks. I mean, maybe a forced fumble here and there, fumble recovery here and there, but nothing that's going to be consistent to where the you high can tackle numbers on. are still big in IDP. You're getting, they are. You're getting six or seven tackles a game, whether it's solo or assist. He will never be a weak winner for you. He's not going no. to do. He's not going no. to do. He's a linebacker. I, to me, he's a future linebacker three. Okay, high end. But that's. But to me, that's good for Josie Jewell. Yeah, agree. Like, like if you can, okay. st- you're starting him basically as your as your linebacker three in the future. Are you feeling ecstatic about it though? Oh uh, no, no. I mean, I'm not ecstatic about the same. I'd be happy with it if, if he's solidified the inside linebacker role, and they they do get or do keep Von Miller. Yes, you know something that kind of forces things inside. Yes, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Did I hear you talk throw a little Kenny Young out there? Baltimore? C minus C minus for me. He's actually next on my list. See, I got I like him more than Josie Jewell in year two. If CJ Mosley is to, is kinda on his way out, which I don't see. I do not predict I that. that but I do like the athletic ability of Kenny Young. I like I he he can be a sideline to sideline guy and he can be an inside presence. Like I do like Kenny Young he in year two. He's a guy to keep your eye on given the opportunity. Because he has the athleticism that that uh, 
Your boy Josie Jewell does not. My boy. Yo boy. Kind of the same way with that. Um, I'll go ahead and give a D to Rashawn Evans. Yeah, I mean I for, D minus for, on him. for where you expected him to exactly. be. Now, here here's what I saw out of Rashawn Evans. Rashawn Evans is probably not a three down linebacker in the NFL, and we've seen this many times out of Alabama linebackers with all this hype, all this praise, all Reggie this pro- Ragland, all this production in college. With, uh, dude for the Ravens before Mosley, who was Arthur Motes, Motes Arthur was Motes. He Alabama. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we see these guys that come out and they they've got all you know the pedigree, so to speak, and it just doesn't translate into huge NFL success. Correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't career success. Mostly was an Alabama linebacker though. Oh yeah. But he's a different. He's we're not looking at the same type of athlete though. Rashawn Evans is not C.J. Mosley. Rashawn Evans is not you know a Roquan Smith level of a guy. Not even close. For all the hype that they had, it, it whenever I looked at him in the same game against el, both elite offenses, one guy jumped off the page and the other guy was Rashawn Evans. He he was okay. I gotta add though, I won't be surprised if he goes either way. I won't be surprised if he develops and becomes a really good linebacker, and I won't be surprised if he's out of the league in three years. So here, here's what I'm gonna say: I like him a heck of a lot better than Josie Jewell. I think that he, I think that he can be. You know, maybe not sideline to sideline, but, you know, to the numbers anyway. Like, he's not going to get someone all the way at the sideline, but he's going to attack them on the numbers. Like, he's going, he's a better athlete than that. He's just not that elite athlete. He's, to, he's good, but not elite. To me, what he does and can do and will do is diagnose plays. Yes. I think he can be that guy who goes and breaks up, reads screens, breaks up screens, can be the smart, savvy linebacker. But he's never going to be elite. He never will be. He's a two. He's another two down thumper. I think uh, he'll stay on the on the field for three downs because you can hide him in coverage yeah, against a I, tight end. I think or, more so than be, because he's a smart guy and he's going to be the captain of the. He can defense. be a zone guy, that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, I'll tell you something else. Have you heard us? How excited we get about defensive players. I know. I mean, we're we're getting. We're breaking these guys down to their toenails. You just mentioned Arthur Motes, who Arthur who Motes. was flashing a pan for a year. Was he even? No, he, I don't even think he was good. He was a flashing a hype pan. I think a hype was, pan. There we go. Like, there we go. He looked good in the games that he got to play. He was a grease which fire were preseason. He wasn't even in the pan. He was actually a grease <laughs> fire. We're yeah, like, exactly. yes, that guy. Oh wait, no, that's not playing. But that's grease. Let's put it out. Preseason, darling. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, but whenever you're looking at you know uh, Baltimore drafting linebackers, you just assume they know what the hell they're doing. Oh yeah, I would. I, I, a lot of people, me included, in some leagues, took him in the second round of rookie drafts. Like, heck yeah, hell yeah, give me Arthur Motes. He's going to be a beast in, <laughs> in Baltimore. You just everyone we were what, we were waiting on the Ray Lewis replacement. I mean, what it other, happened to be C.J. Mosley, and he's C.J. Mosley's not Ray Lewis. I mean, we get guys in in Baltimore named like. Ofaka Wunu, and, and we, we pick them up because they're Ravens. Like, we don't even we don't have a clue who they are. Who's but this o- Ravens? Oswunasaur guy. Yeah, who's this dinosaur fella? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to pick him up because he's going to be good. Matt Judon? Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm putting some free agent budget on that guy. Let, Let me like tell you Matt about Judon. Matt Judon. I do like Matt Judon. <laughs> Where are we going? We're going with the big the, and uglies inside? We they, going, uh, what I was going to say, they just rotate. I mean, Brandon Kafusu. I don't even know. Ravens. That that is what the Ravens are doing now. They are rotating linebackers a lot more around C.J. Mosley when he's healthy. They run some of the weirdest defensive sets, though. 
Out like like three, a, yeah. a one five five, you know. It's like, what are you doing? A three three five? What? Are you? They've got the personnel. They do actually. I mean, and, and, you know, year in year out, they are a top defense in the league. Yeah, their best linebacker this year was Eric Weddle. <laughs> Tell you who covered else. Right, well, he's also the slowest linebacker they have. So Tell you who earned an equal grade from me uh, as Rashawn Evans was Harold Landry, also a big prospect that. Yeah, he had four and a half sacks. It's respectable as a rookie, but he, disappointing though. Disappointing. For everything that you, Waffle House does. <laughs> I've never been disappointed with. I Waffle haven't House. either. I apologize, Wh. Based on <laughs> based on cleanliness, I've always been disappointed. <laughs> but no, I'm with you. I Harold Landry, like D D minus. I mean, you're a pass rush specialist, arguably the best in the draft. And you come away with four and a half sacks. The, Miles the, away from Bradley yeah, The biggest problem with Harold Landry is he's not a defensive end. No. I mean, if he would have went to a team as a defensive end, I, I'd have been high on him. But I, I, as soon as he – outside linebacker, linebacker I'm like, nope, don't want him. And I'm not surprised with what he ended up doing. He was as disappointing as a hairnet on the floor at the Waffle House. <laughs> Well, first off, I someone kn- just lost their job. Uh, I ain't cooking here. Her name I, was Tina, by the way. I, I will tell you one that I, I, I look forward to his future. Not his today, his future. And that's Lorenzo Carter. Ah, ding, ding. Me too. Um, the one thing I hope they do with Lorenzo Carter is moving to defensive end. Because, he, I mean, he's a monster. He has the ability to actually cover in the pass game a little bit. It's not because he can keep up with people. It's because he can. He's got some length to him. He can jump up and bat it out of the air. Uh, Carter and their defensive ends are crapping out. They're, yeah, they're on their way. He needs to be moved in the, that New York defense defensive end and just let that guy do what he does best and try to get to the quarterback. Yeah, not only does he have the height with wingspan. He also has the weight. I mean, he could put on a little bit more to become an NFL defensive end, but, I mean, he's 250 as a rookie coming out, which is high end for or a high weight for a linebacker. In all honesty, you can get that guy up to 260, 265. He's a defensive end all, all day. But overall, I'll give him a C. Like, what he flashed. He's one of the guys that flashed. I'm giving him a C because of the flashes. There was a lot of disappointment in him. Uh, in, in his 2018 campaign, but I, I am high on him too, athletic ability wise and body type wise. I'm not even that disappointed in what he did because I didn't. A lot of people didn't didn't expect a lot out of him whenever he got moved to linebacker. I mean, I know he's a linebacker in college, but he, whenever he's drafted, the thought process in my mind immediately is the next transition, the guy. next transition to defensive end, the next guy that is going to be that elite pass rusher in New York. And if he if he can do that. Especially if they do uh, make a position change, I, I, I love the prospect of Lorenzo Carter being a quality NFL defensive end. I got breaking news. Hmm. Uh, reportedly by the Backrose Insider, <laughs> the Dolphins are hiring Brian Flores, defensive coordinator out of New England, as their next head coach. Breaking? Like right now? It's uh, it's that not dude, it's not breaking. It's we're breaking it before it's breaking. All right. That dude was a DC for what, like two and a half minutes? It's, uh, Eleven o'clock on Friday night, eleven p.m. Yeah. <laughs> breaking it. news from our inside source. I'll, I'll see if that call stands up. His name is Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, on to the next linebacker. Yeah, Lorenzo Carter. I, I'm with you 100 percent on Lorenzo Carter. I think he could be special for the Giants. Uh, Jernard Avery was my next guy. And my last guy, honestly. And and I gave him 
a D plus uh, just because four and a half sacks and 40 tackles. I don't think anybody expected Jannard Avery to do anything for Cleveland this year, and, and he was serviceable. I think once their linebacker core gets healthy, even that 40 tackles is probably going to go down a little bit. I mean, that's the thing. They've got two absolute tackle machines up there in Cleveland. Uh, with Kirksey and uh, help me out a little bit, Joe Schober. Joe Schober. Joey Schober. I mean, th- those guys are just they always around the ball. They got tackling fuel. So, Joe the Lightning show Schober. So, so that's just gonna Joe the back row fantasy Schobert. I don't have a lot of uh, faith in Avery actually ever being a relevant guy going forward. Nor do I. But but what he did this year for the price they paid, and actually that was that was somewhere I was going with that Foy. Uh, Character Luke Holmes <laughs> in Atlanta. He was drafted in the sixth round, and he gave him that. Like that's man. you got to give him a little bump on oh, the yeah. grade just based yeah. on opportunity and what they yeah. did with it. So. And Avery was a round five guy, and and they they got some good play out of that guy for a fifth rounder. And I fully, I'll be honest with you, I fully expect uh, Cleveland to continue to try to go defense. And solidify. I, I mean, so. they're they're doing. I I honestly think, and obviously, they're going in the right direction. Oh yeah. What they're lacking right now, as you said on the last show, show last show or show before, they need a big body, real solid wide receiver. Yeah. Right. They've got the running back. They got the quarterback. Or, they've got their possession guy. They've got, in theory, the tight end. I mean, their offensive line looks better. It looked better week in week out. What kind of uh, sweet sweet justice would it be if Antonio Brown found his way to the Browns? To me, it's – I mean, obviously it's an upgrade, but to me it's another of the same guy, same body type they have there. But it, why would you not take it? No, Antonio and, Brown, and I'm not saying that. I'm, I, I'm just saying with the personnel they have, they should get they, – they'd be better off targeting a big guy. Yeah, Antonio I, Brown's you. whatever you want him to be, though. That's true. I mean, he's an end zone threat. He's a PPR Think guy. About he's a slot guy. He's a, he's a red zone target, but he's 5'11". I mean, just the same way as an Odell Beckham Jr. He comes down with He comes down with balls that you're like, there's no freaking way he's beating this guy three-inch taller. And he does. I mean, Pittsburgh would be crazy to trade him to Cleveland, but you know, you never know. <laughs> and Well, with the way uh, Baker Mayfield moves in the pocket, extends plays, you got a guy who's uncoverable on your team. Right. Deadly. Super deadly. Deadly. Yeah. You guys got any uh, more linebackers? I, I do not. No more grades for linebackers. Shaquem Griffin, uh, basically. Special in, teams. Incomplete. Yeah. He just The excitement out of the draft for him and for what he actually did on the field. We're all banking his, on him. We're, all, we're yeah, all rooting for him. We're all rooting for him. But, you know, his opportunities, he had an opportunity early on to at least show a couple good games to start his career out then head back to the bench but i don't think he had a good game really i'm with you i mean i, I he's like i like he's, he's a great story and i want him to succeed and i think his athleticism will actually allow him to succeed i think i he'll really succeed. i really do think he's actually going to be though. he's going to be a fine linebacker but this isn't college and he's going up against the best of the best every single week it's going to take some time for him to really make the speed work for him right. in this in this game. And we can't forget he was not a highly touted rookie before uh, his senior year. Here. No, not his senior year. Uh, the the combine. Oh yeah, he was not a huge prospect until the combine. He was he a was prospect. A he was a yeah, prospect. He was, he, yeah, he but, was projected sixth, seventh round pick, possibly undrafted. He had that big combine showing and got himself selected. What the fourth. I think it was fifth, the fourth, fourth or fifth. I mean, I mean, he he improved his draft stock, but some that, guy right here called where he was going. Yeah, I think called so. the Rams. Yeah. Yes, you did. 
But the combine kind of elevated him to this like legend. I mean, he does have he's, he's got elite speed. And the draft had him in the green room. I mean, we just expected like maybe the kid is going to be that good, but he's not yet. He's a rookie. Not everyone develops equally at the same time. Nobody develops at the same rate in the NFL. Right. Especially pass rushers. Because it's a different it's an entirely different game for pass rushers. Man, it took we were talking about my brother earlier. It took him uh, till he was thirty to develop. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, he was just uh, a little boy till he was thirty. Then oh, look at him, he put some meat on his back. About, about twenty five he became someone I actually liked. So <laughs> uh, You first time I met you, I'm like Yeah, I don't think we, we cared just, for each other we, that much. What? The first time we met? Dude, I thought it was like, did we just become best friends? Yep. No, you were uh, an arrogant uh, ass. I'm still an arrogant <laughs> ass. What are you yeah, but I learned, to, I learned to like appreciate the fact that you were a good human being. And I was able to overlook the arrogance. Uh, like, right, but, see, at, but at uh, first, hey, I was just like, who, who hey, is that douche? Hey, hey, secret. Arms licks everyone is his best friend when he first meets him. Oh, okay. That's part of the arrogance you get with oh. those. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a lovable guy. In his own mind. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it takes a while to figure out is all I'm saying. I have had an astronomical number of people say, you know, I thought you were a big asshole in high school. And I'm like, I was. Yeah. And yeah. It wasn't just high school. I, I, I still am. Where are you taking us next? Are we going inside, down on the big and uglies, or are we going to stay out with the Derwin Jameses of the world? For the record, all love now. I say we hit the big and uglies. Because we don't want to do we what we did. We just picked on you. I can flip flop it. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, we don't want to do what we did in last the last episode and, and just leave everyone to disappointment at the end like Barker normally does with yeah, I think, Yeah, I think we can get through the defensive Even line you rookies. Even better than that. <laughs> and part of the disappointment with, leading into this defensive line rookie class, part of the disappointment is Bradley Chubb is not on it. Yeah. Harold Landry is not on it. I mean, there, there was some... a lot weaker. There are some edge rushers that came out as linebackers for IDP purposes. So all of your elite guys end up being linebacker designated in IDP leagues. Infuriating, by the way. It, it was yeah. infuriating. The one guy I expected to probably be a linebacker, it's like, well, you know what? He's a, he's a pass rush specialist. He's probably going to be an outside linebacker. Marcus Davenport. He, he, yeah. he, he comes in, and I'm like, wait, upside, wait a second. Though. This guy's, if any of them fit the mold of linebackers, Davenport. But yet he goes as a defensive end, right. and not Bradley Chubb, yeah, who played Bradley every Chubb. down and a three point stance or or more at North Carolina State. I can't wait to talk about Davenport since you brought him up. But let's, anyway, let's start off. Who you, who yeah? Let's go back to you. I'm starting off. Who is your guy? My guy. I'm going to sound like such a homer here. Ah, what well, he was in consideration to be my guy too. Look, Sam Hubbard. Yep. Sam Hubbard had six sacks in. Uh, he didn't play fifty percent of the snaps. I mean, he rotational had, guy in Cincy. A rotational guy who's going to earn more and more snaps. Sam Hubbard and, and I'm I'm he's I'm just destined him to suck awfully next year. He's my Yannick for next year. Oh, the guy who just you didn't say that with limited opportunity really was impressive. I mean, he led. Nice to know you. Sam he, he led all rookie defensive linemen in sacks with six. I mean. I love the kid's upside. He had a 77th overall pick. He had a great motor in college. I think he still got that motor. It showed whenever he had his opportunities in the NFL. And, I mean, as he earns a bigger role, the biggest problem we have is Cincinnati does have several pass rushers. But they are all aging. I mean, they are all aging. This Is Is it Michael Johnson starting for him again? Uh, Yeah. 
This is my guy who's going to have the biggest leap year one to year two. Sam, Sam Hubbard. Sam Hubbard. Once again, is, he's my Yannick. He's the he's the real deal. I don't think he's going to be super elite or anything like that. But but my God, it, does he did he show that he could uh, he could produce when he's on the field? As his snap count goes up, so is his production. He wasn't a guy who was just in there fill, to fill. Uh, he wasn't giving someone a breather. Yeah, he wasn't in there to give breather. He, they can design pass rush and uh, pass rush schemes around him i like him he's a smart guy who can run the uh the, the stunts the stunts my god you know what you're Ra- doing it with I, your I can hands. do it with my hands the the, 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 the listeners <laughs> cannot see your hands I was, just, I was just trying to rub my hands together i'm sitting there taking a drink of beer and you're like this i'm like he's doing like baby dx chops over i was here. over here playing charades uh, um, <laughs> i'm looking at nat or nitto no. i'm like x to the z ah! <laughs> no high high intelligent guy who, who, who his game trans x gonna give it to you is jesus is that exactly X can i finish sam hubbard How yes his game translated well in the NFL. I, I actually I, year one, I, year two. I think he's gonna be just fine. I agree. I don't think he's the the next Joey Bosa. No, but I do think he's gonna be a fine pass rusher in the NFL. Very I, good compliment on your IDP as a as your defensive lineman number two. You that uh, that's a, exactly what I was gonna say. That is the guy you need to seek out yes. without big statistics to be your number two guy with number one defensive lineman upside he has that upside strategy the upside to be a top 10 defensive lineman i'm not saying he's going to but he has the upside great putting a grade on him b and it's a rock solid b B because for me see i'm i'm giving him an a based on what he did versus opportunity i'll i'll allow it marvin lewis is an idiot let's just clarify this marvin lewis is an idiot there's a reason (sighs) harsh bro he doesn't have a job sorry okay and shouldn't for shouldn't have for several years this guy should have been a starting defensive end Agreed, all year for Cincinnati. Idiot. That's strong. That's why I didn't like it, you when we t- first t- met. Tell me one Cincinnati Bengals fan who disagrees with me. <laughs> no, well, you, now you that gotta, he's gone, everyone can agree well, yeah, with Yeah, I hate Adam Gase with every burning flame in me, but everybody else thinks that he's still going to be good. Marvin Lewis is a front office guy at this point Yeah, to go on the Marvis Lewis intro. Let's but go. number two, who'd you have number two? I'm going to go to the opposite end of the spectrum go ahead. real quick because we would have only spent 10 seconds on him at the end. But since we talked about an Ohio State guy and Sam Hubbard with a high grade, with a big future, I want to go way back to the bottom of the rookie list and talk about Tyquan Lewis for 10 seconds, who was a second-round draft pick who did nothing this year. Pure disappointment. Absolute disappointment. Had every opportunity. Yes. In an, what we all assumed would be an atrocious Colts defense. Yeah. And yeah. he bombed. To me, mm-hmm. this is like he, Robert Ndikamiche. Yeah. Or, yeah. Marcus, no, no, Marcus, you're exactly like, right. Marcus Hunt got, you know, beat him out basically. For well, Marcus Hunt has kind of proven himself to be one of the better interior defensive linemen in the league right yeah, now. Yeah, I get Marcus that. Hunt's but solid. I mean, Taekwondo Lewis' second round pick. You'd think he'd find a job on that line, and he just did not. I think I think he just lacks the motor, to be quite quite honest. The, that was the, the knock on him pre-draft. Play, yeah, play to play motor. That knock is coming to reality, and you cannot take plays off in the the modern NFL. You can't. You can't with like zone. Oh, re- you can. He showed that you can. <laughs> you shouldn't. <laughs> is that a better way? You should not take plays off the with the the uh, you know the zone reads that sort of thing with a lot of these modern NFL. Like he's an important part. Of how everyone else rotates around him, correct? And he, talk about the linebackers and the outside defensive ends, that sort of thing. Uh, At, he he did nothing athletically. 
He's one of probably the top four athletes on the entire defensive line list. The problem is, as you said, he's got a lot of quit in him. Yeah. I mean, he, he's got a lot of quit. It reminds me of what Lambert's stepdad used to say, man, that boy's got a lot of quit in him. <laughs> Reminds you of a, of a uh, Ramsey's Barden at his position. <laughs> sort of. I mean, that's the Ramsey's Barden of defensive ends right there. Just all the hope in the world and just no uh, – no follow through. We hit we hit the uh, Buckeyes. You just want to go through the Alabama defensive ends <laughs> that came out now. We had them, three or four of them. I Funny believe. you said that. Correct me if I'm wrong. Because I've had Did a they few. Have but four defensive linemen. I do believe. Deron Payne. He Deron Payne, Bama linebacker, right? Yep. No, <laughs> not linebacker. linebacker Bama D lineman. DT. He's my top grade. I gave him an A over Sam Hubbard. Now listen, for a nose tackle, 56 total tackles and five sacks. A forced fumble and a recovery. Arms his favorite stat. But <laughs> Deron Payne, seriously, we've played Haloti Nada at the two spot in our IDP Dynasty Leagues because we had to. Because of uh, those 50 tackles he yeah, gets. Yeah, and Aaron Donald, does Aaron Donald not play some some nose tackle and D you know, DT? He does. He plays every position on that line and produces from it. Deron Payne produced from that, and I think it's possible that he produces from that his whole career and can be your bye week or or uh, matchup dependent uh, D lineman too in IDP leagues. I like Deron Payne. I gave him an A. I, I, I like, like Deron Payne in the mold of a Adnan Sue, like in Linval Joseph. Yes, uh, yes. Um, Demont Harrison, one of those guys who the three twenty range, not the yeah. three hundred pound uh, DTs, the three twenties, the immovable objects. He's going to be someone who's going to surprise you every year with the number of tackles he gets. Yeah, fifty but, to sixty because he's an athlete. For but that he's size. still going to get a handful of sacks and whenever everybody has already been like well i got this guy he's got all, all this hot upside at sacks you've got a consistent tackle guy mm -hmm. a guy who's getting two three four tackles a game and i know those numbers don't seem high but roll down the list of defensive linemen and tell me you don't want four tackles a game i mean because that's what you're going to get out of a duran pain you want that absolutely with, with the possibility of a sack yeah, absolutely. That's a D that's a D lineman too, an IDP. Unless I, you've stacked your team to the max. I don't think he's DeForest Buckner level. Not yet. But I think he can get there. I agree with you that he was my in that he's my highest grade. He he was my highest grade. He's still a B plus, just slightly ahead of my other two. I, I got a tie with Sam Hubbard uh at for three, but phenomenal year. I I'll say it was a anytime you get consistent NFL veteran stats out of your rookie. Great year. B, B plus, great year. I mean, Deron Payne, absolute success in year one. I like having him as my defensive line two, defensive lineman two in IDP. Leagues. Absolutely. I agree 100%. Now, the next guy I've got on the list, uh, I believe we were just talking, were we just talking about Giants defensive ends? Yeah, the, they need to move uh, Lorenzo. Lorenzo, Lorenzo Carter. Carter to the other side across yeah. from B.J. Hill. Across from B.J. Hill, the guy that I have next with a B-. minus. I, I, he had a really solid rookie season with 48 total tackles, five and a half sacks, and showed enough promise to believe that he'll fulfill his draft destiny. And this guy's interesting. He he can get after it at 300 pounds. He's in that mode of Very three. Interesting, he, he's, not, he's not the immovable object. On the inside, but he can go inside. He can actually be moved outside into more of a true defensive end role at 300 pounds. I mean, the guy has special written over him. I like B.J. Hill long term, not just in, in, in New York, but just you put him on any team. 
I think he's a, a successful NFL talent. I mean, the talent's there. B.J. Hill reminds me a lot, and I, this is, once again, very high praise of versatility point. Uh, Justin Tuck, that guy who can play all the all the positions on the defensive line, particularly in, nice in, in New York. You know, he can get after the quarterback. He can, you know, if you're playing that wide nine, put him in there as your defense, as your nose guard, you know, or your uh, one of your defensive tackles. And then you could have Lorenzo Carter and Olivier Vernon on the outside. And you've got a heck of a pass rush coming. You've got some people that, you know, it's very scary. Add DeMond Harrison in there. You've got people who can get after it, recreate that New York sack exchange they used to have. New York sack exchange. My comp on my comp on him's Geno Atkins. Like I know, I know. Like I mean, we're talking fantasy. I think Geno is a little closer to like four hundred pounds and three. Isn't he? No, BJ BJ's a little bit bigger than Geno Atkins. Really? Actually, yeah. Geno looks humongous. Geno's tall. Geno just looks so big on the field, so imposing. But he's just that guy. He's a three hundred pounder who moves the line. He he's again, he's not the immovable object. He's just not soaking up blocks. Like he's beating blocks. He's not getting, Tony Saragusa yeah, or he, Gilbert Brown. He's someone who's actually getting after it. He is beating blocks and putting athletic moves on people. Like, B.J. Hill has a star-studded future if he has the motor that I hope he has. Like, this dude is a very interesting project. I'll give a star to any B.J. Hill. (laughs) I'm going to give him a B. (laughs) That's where I got him. I got him tied with Sam Hubbard with B. I got him as a B. But you are correct, Mark. Oh, thanks. Hey, listen, I'm going to make arms real happy right now because the next guy I got on my list. You stole from me in with a free big, agency? With a big old B minus is Mo Hurst. Mo Hurst is oh, my no, B minus. No, no, I didn't steal him from you in free agency, but Mo Hurst, defensive tackle, pick 140. He was drafted behind Arden Key. He was drafted behind a whole lot of other Oakland Raider picks. And he put up four sacks, 31 tackles from the tackle position, defensive tackle. Mo Hurst had a good season. They actually have a bright future there with him and Arden Key, in my opinion. I think Arden Key's going to be fine. We'll get to that later, but actually, we probably won't because he didn't put up enough statistics to get great. Properly, we could talk about him, but. I, I think Mo Hurts is fine. I don't have him as that next spot. Um, once again, kind of in the same mold of Sam Hubbard. My next guy is somebody else. But I, Mo Hurst did well, um, much better than anticipated. I'll just say that. You know, I, I mean, I have him as a C a lot plus. Of value. I have a, have have him as C plus. I agree. You get a lot of value at him. Uh, fourth round, fifth round pick, one forty overall, whatever that mask works. I'm not out ready to. to make Mo Hurst my defensive lineman too. Absolutely, I don't. I'm crowning his ass. This I'm, is this, this season is what you can expect out of him, and he's completely expendable for fantasy IDP purposes. I, I, I wouldn't say. I have Mo Hurst as like a defensive lineman Three. four. Which is you don't have it's, any dollars it, it's left. A, it's a bye week. Want... It, it's literally a you got an injured, an injured guy <laughs> in a bye week, and you're picking up Mo Hurst. I, and listen, I'm a Raiders fan. I want this guy to be. Are the, you really the best? But be I'm just not. Mo. I'm not seeing it. I just don't see it yet. Give me some Mo. Because you didn't watch any Raider games. <laughs> That's so well, true. Could, could anybody stomach Truer that? words have never been spoken. I watched them. The He's just Raiders. not fantasy per, fantasy friendly. Highlights don't count. <laughs> Especially when they're only thirty seconds long. Hell, there weren't. Yeah, there weren't a whole well, that, lot of highlights. <laughs> well, Some first of them started off, out with highlight you, Raiders highlights week four, and it was like duh, duh, duh. next video. They're generally Derek Carr throwing pick sixes. 
the, the Raiders highlights were usually 80 yard runs against them. Uh, I think their last highlight video was like all oh, big build up, and then it went to Martavis smoking a J in the tent. And then it just it was over. Highlights were. And they just 16. went the the Oakland Raiders lost. <laughs> In in other news, the Oakland Raiders got crushed this week. Uh, is it other news? Uh, otherworldly. Who are you talking about next? You just leave me on this. Uh, you want to talk oh. about Arden Key? Let's stay there. No. Let's stay no, in Oakland. No, 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 no. You no, saved no. him for the end. No. Not much to talk about there with Arden Key, but I, I no, think I he like showed him though. I think he showed promise. I, I, there's stuff to talk about for the future, but his season was Pre- decent. Thirty tackles as a rookie. Pressures don't get you statistics. Correct, but I, but Arden Key does have a bright future in my opinion. I, I still like him as a prospect. I think he's a hell of an athlete. I think that if they get a really, really like a a Nick Boso on the other side, Arden Key could have that Melvin Ingram type career to where you you have to have the other guy to be relevant, but he could be very relevant. Yeah, that's my thought on Arden Key. I don't think he can. I don't think he can be the man by himself. He's a defensive lineman too on his own team. Yeah, much and stash him maybe over the offseason. I I would de- actually I'd, I'd I would definitely stash Arden Key over the offseason. Just you don't expect him to be a starter. He, he is a good stash to make that leap. Spend a buck if you need the uh, position, like Arden Key. We're just going to do that disclaimer. Like I think all of our strategy, off-season fantasy dynasty strategy, is spend a buck on him. Stack him. players, man. Stack right. them deep. Whatever your roster limit is, take advantage of it. Oh, if absolutely. If your roster limit's fifty, spend twenty-five bucks and fill that fifty out, and then watch them. <laughs> Hope, pray. Hope. Pray. Come on, Philip Lindsay. Training camp news, rotoworld.com, pulling it up, refreshing it every five minutes. Like, oh, Arden Key got a sack in, in uh, voluntary. <laughs> OTAs. OTAs. <laughs> Vita Vey was my next guy. Uh, C minus. He didn't get a lot of playing time early on, partly which was his fault. But when he did get a chance from the defensive tackle position, 28 tackles, three sacks. Another guy that could develop into a Haloti Nada type. So I, I had him next on my list. Expendable. Fantasy purposes, he's expendable. I don't know, man. I mean, I, I, he's I, the immovable object. He just doesn't. Like, there, he had a lot of praise. Can we go ahead and do an IMO since we're doing the Helio? <laughs> yeah, to the IMO. IMO immovable object. <laughs> like, he's an he's IMO a, he's a classic IMO. <laughs> the problem with Vita Bay is in college, he was the push the pile guy. He he forced those double teams back into the quarterback. You know, it may, may not have resulted in a ton of stack or sacks, excuse me. Stacks. 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 Yeah. May not have been listening to Hux stacks. too long, but may not have. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, we got your stacks. Dude, I love Hux. I love Hux so but much. But it may not have resulted in a ton of sacks, but he's a better NFL player than he is a fantasy player. If I'm grading him more than he did in the NFL, fine. I'll give him a B minus. But if I'm grading him more than he does in fantasy, he's like a C minus. Probably a D. I mean, it, like I to me, uh, you should have earned some time coming out of camp and all that. Like it, you're, you're a high draft pick. You got to come in and make an impact immediately on a bad Buccaneers defense, and you didn't make an impact till week fifteen. Maybe out Josh Gordon. If you look at that, that Buccaneers defense has athletes all over the field, and you're just saying, all right, Vita Vey, go in there, earn your spot, and make it a great defense, and he just couldn't do it. I think the Buccaneers watched the Pirates parody. <laughs> Guarantee it. Guarantee uh, it. Deshaun Hand was right there. Do you with not have Marcus Davenport on your list? I do. He's coming up. 
you're you're into your C's and you don't have Mark Davenport. Dude was a first round draft pick, man. They gave up so much to go get him. First and, next year and this year. Yeah, and and you or, could not you could not happily start him in IDP Dynasty this year. I love could, him I mean, as a he, prospect. He's the guy that I want out of all these guys not named Sam Hubbard. The next guy that I want is Marcus Davenport on my IDP leagues, but that don't mean he did shit this year because he didn't. Whoa! See, I'm I'm giving Marcus. I mean, he had some injuries. You're and mad not, about not, that out. Not opportunity constantly. I mean, Marcus Davenport. I'm giving him like a B minus. I think given the opportunity he had, he was he played fine. He wasn't great, but he had some flashes of Dude, being it a gave really us so much to go to. The I first don't. To I'm get not four and a half. Sacks. I didn't give anything for him to move into the first. I didn't draft him in the first round of my rookie draft. I, I drafted him in the back of the fantasy. fourth. I said I loved him in fantasy. Uh, future, I want him on my team. This year, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. The two guys I want on my fantasy squad out of this group is probably B.J. Hill and Deshaun Hand. I mean, I'd love to have a B.J. in a hand. <laughs> oh, man. That's the show, guys. I Thanks really wanted Sam Goodbye. Hubbard. <laughs> I wanted Sam Hubbard, but apparently you're, uh, you're going in a different direction here. Hubbard, Hubbard. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, man. That's probably not even funny. It's just funny because <laughs> no, it I'm tired. <laughs> we're recording it. It's Are we talking about Deshaun uh, Hand? It's 1130 at night right now where we're at. So. Uh, all right. Deshaun um, Hand, rock solid D+. Plus. A, there's a guy on the list named Puna. Uh, BJ, uh, Hand and a Puna. Hand a, and a Puna. A Puna Matata, baby. Puna Ford, I have no idea. He's on the list. But anyways, yeah, Deshaun Hand, Vita Vey. Marcus Davenport, Davenport I love. Like, I love. I, I want him on my teams, but he's one of those guys that, like, if you have to add a priority free agent at the end of the season, you were dropping Davenport. Me and you both yep. did it. Yep. So he's an off-season couple buck acquisition to me. And I'll, give you, he, I'll give you three fantasy football dollars for him. Do I still have him? I don't know. I don't think I even have him If anymore. you don't, I'm, gonna, I'm looking for him. I think you do have him. I better go put a bid in on him real quick. It's locked. Well, Currently locked. And that's your defensive lineman, folks. Anyways, <laughs> the defensive linemen are officially over. On to DBs. You guys want to talk about kickers? No? No kickers? Okay. Real quickly, Bilal Nichols for Chicago. Pick 145. Defensive tackle, 28 tackles, three picks. Uh, three had, picks or three sacks. I'm sorry. Had a C minus on him. You say is is this the new JJ Watt? I mean, tall guy. Tall guy. I'm just waiting for you to steer me. You keep looking at that paper, Bark. What paper? I'm not talking anymore. I'm I'm done talking right now. Defensive backs: Derwin James, A plus, future Hall of Famer. Ed Reed, like, love Derwin James. He's the top guy at the defensive back position. To me, easy. Yeah, easy. Ed Reed, Brian Dawkins, very much. I, I got him easy. Fantasy and what he did. I know that you're thinking about Denzel Ward, and I've got a high grade on him. I, but Denzel Ward had a great season that's based, not who, based on what he was. But, no, I mean, I don't think it's just a hands-down Derwin James. I think staying power. Derwin James staying power. Derwin yeah. James has what we see this year probably going to see something similar for the rest of his career. I do think he has the staying power better than anyone else. But you can't just discount what Justin Reed did in the limited time that he had. Davenport's free agent in our league. 
what Jesse Bates. Would you guys? We're, we've moved on. It's gonna, it's gonna be the next Daquan Bowers. Going down. Going yeah. down. Daquan Bowers. Big more. Uh, next Josh Reynolds. You know what? That that's Tyquan Lewis. Tyquan uh, Lewis is the new Daquan Bowers. Uh, yes, he is. Anyhow, uh, Derwin James. We were on Derwin James. Absolute stud. A plus. Yeah, but yeah, and I I like your Justin Reed argument. I just like one hundred and five tackles, 105 tackles over 68. I mean, Derwin James, to me, it was clear-cut. Clear-cut as can be. Justin Reed's a great it, prospect for the future, and I won't be surprised if he's a better fantasy player in 19 than Derwin. A, it's 88 tackles, it and B, he wasn't a starter to begin the season. I think the Justin Reed... That it, eight looks like a six to me. No, it, it's 88. On my paper, the print, the ink went a little haywire. Well, they're, they're, your paper's wrong. Okay. Um, 80, 88 tackles, uh, 70 of them solo, literally five behind what Derwin, Derwin James did. Now, the argument is Derwin James, he plays a little bit closer to the line. He's going to get some sacks. He's going to get some tackles for loss. But, I mean, they're they're very close to me. I do have Derwin James as an A+, plus, but I've got Justin Reed as an A right behind him. Do you have Jesse Bates up there in the conversation? Yeah. I don't. I <laughs> like Yeah. To me, you're getting a little uh, Darius Leonard from me on, on this argument in that he is a step ahead of everyone else. Derwin, Derwin James. Derwin James. Agreed. Yes, Derwin James. Agreed. Because he did it in all facets. I, I mean, he three and a half sacks, three picks, 13 passes defense. over 16 pass defense. Yeah, my bad. Unless my eights are messed up. I think, you're, I think your fives are threes. On, <laughs> I, I definitely said 16. Did you write no, that I'm in crown? That. What are you doing over there? No, he... But he did it in all facets of the game to go along with the the century mark of total tackles. I mean, Derwin James is awesome. And I will say, you know, in, in awesome. your, y'all's defense, Derwin James also not a full time starter to begin the season. He was more no, he of, he's more of the nickelback type of guy. So yeah, I mean, I do think Derwin James is better. Is he a nickelback guy? Because I'm gonna dock him if he's a nickelback <laughs> guy. A. I, I, a. I, I do think that he's better. This is how you remind me, but, Derwin. But I don't think it's the difference between uh, Darius. I don't think it's different between like a Darius Leonard. Actually, I do think it's different between Darius Leonard and Late Vanderish. Very minimal, but there's a clear cut. Yeah, difference. there is a clear cut difference, Thank but it, it's not humongous. It's hard to it's see. It's pretty in, huge. It's hard to see a Nickelback guy being anything more than mediocre. Yeah. How, how many touchdowns did Darius Leonard have? I don't know. Does it matter? Der, uh, Justin Reed had one. Okay. Or Derwin James had none. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, I don't think any of them had any. I think the other guy with the touchdown was Sam Hubbard. Yeah. Uh, so are, are Justin we, Reed had 100, whatever. Are we kind of <laughs> in agreement that Justin Reed? <laughs> 101 yard touchdown interception. So boom. We in agreement that Justin Reed's number two, though, mm-hmm. over Jesse Bates? I think he is. Yeah. Yeah, I think Justin I Reed too. is the number. Yeah. Even I though agree. he finished behind, he Justin Reed finishes behind yeah. Jesse Bates. Here's Reed the thing. He didn't get the opportunity until like midseason. Yeah. yeah. Here's the thing about Jesse Bates, man. Oddly, and I might be way off on this, but I think he he's obviously going to – he's the starter, will be. But then again, man, they find a guy, they get a guy. Jesse Bates is kind of replaceable. Like, he's not an elite athlete. Yeah. He doesn't do anything phenomenal. He I mean, doesn't jump off the page to me. I'm not saying replaceable immediately. Just long-term – t- you, you said the word staying power. Mm-hmm. Derwin James, Justin Reed, long-term – all yes. pro staying power. Correct, correct. Jesse Bates, very mediocre pedestrian uh, athleticism. He's 
Eric Weddle like. He is Eric Weddle like. Could, which he could stay. Without, without the hitting, but he's yeah. Eric Weddle. But it is different he, NFL, as we've discussed before. He could stay at Eric Weddle type production, or he could kind of be phased out. Well, it wouldn't surprise new, me. New coaching regime. It wouldn't surprise me if Cincinnati found another gym in some legal street drug named Fidegulum. Yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> you know, I, it wouldn't surprise me if Fidegulum ends up as a better safety than Bates in the future. I'm not saying and, that'll happen. I think Bates is a, is a very sound tactical safety, not a big play safety, but just tactical. a student of the game, high football IQ. And I think that's going to get him by as a pretty solid pro safety for a long time, but it's not Derwin James and it's not Justin Reed. Yeah. Here's my other supporting fact for the Jesse Bates argument of a decline in year two and, and possibly a career-long decline. That that linebacking core was horrendous in Cincinnati. True. Not a name on it. I, mean, there's some, I thought you were going to say Sean Williams. Injuries right? and then rookies who weren't Sean. ready to play playing. I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, Jesse Bates was solid tackler, tactical guy. I, I get that. But then again, a lot of those tackles are going to be actually made by the linebacking core in year two if they get a guy. If, if Cincinnati gets a guy, gets someone healthy consistently, has some development out of those rookies. And that, that's the scary thing to me to bank on Jesse Bates long-term having this production is the fact that this was his perfect storm. This was his perfect storm in 2018 of bad linebacking core and immediate opportunity. Now, I mean, I'm giving Jesse Bates a B+. Plus. Because I, I didn't expect what he did. I'm not getting I, I got, him a C I got or anything. I got him, I got him B. I, I got, got an a. a on Jesse Bates. Like, you got the top tackler. If you spent a third-round pick on Jesse Bates, you got the most tackles out of the safety group. I think that's pretty good. I got an A on him. And I got mm. an A on two more guys, Still, for he, that matter. I mean, he tossed in some interceptions. That sort of thing. No, no sacks. He, Ten pass defenses. Uh, you know, he had 21 yards touchdown return. And again, is, I'm not killing. I'm just saying that was his high-end career I, I, numbers. I feel like Jesse Bates will get worse as the Bengals get better. That, that's my problem. Could I don't, not agree more. I, yeah. I don't think Derwin James will get worse. as as the, I mean, I don't think Chargers are going to get a lot better than they are now. And I don't think Justin Reed's going to get worse as Houston gets better. Forgive me for this, but I think as the rest of the Bengals team is staying – in a nice big fancy hotel, I think that one guy won't be there, and it'll be Jesse Bates at a motel. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Bates Motel. <laughs> See what you did there, guy. Boom! <laughs> Podcast just rose to number one. That was gold. I'm Pure just glad you saved that. Comedic gold. <laughs> thank you, thank you for that. I also I also have an A on Dante Jackson of Carolina, cornerback, 74 tackles, 13 pass defenses. Tossed in a sack and four interceptions. Dante Jackson was a rookie cornerback that teams did not like to test. And that deserves an A. An A? I, I said it on the last show, your grading system's much like kindergarten classes. Everybody gets an A. Everybody uh, succeeds in your eyes. I don't know. I, I mean, mean, for a cornerback? I corner. To I, Cook a corner had a Tredavious White-like season. Mm, and we would have gave yeah. Tredavious White an A last year. Just saying. Suck on that nit. 26 overall. I'm not giving him Clear. an A, but I'm... <laughs> you I, like, will and you'll like it. I'm giving like a like a B minus. I, 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 here's what I'll say. I can give him a B minus. I'll give him a B minus, but I, I didn't expect what he did. I definitely didn't expect what he did this year, but if he is an elite corner, which I 
don't necessarily think he is at this point yet. He could be. He could develop into what I think Denzel Ward probably already is. It just his opportunities are going to go down. The more because they're the, going to stop throwing. The his more way. they pass, the the better he is. The less opportunity he gets. To me, Denzel Ward also good day. To me, I'm sticking it at a B because I mean he was drafted. He was drafted in the second round. They expected him to play. He played. He got production. It wasn't a lead production. Quarterbacks that bombed. I get it. I get it. I'm giving him a B, Barker. All right. Listen, I don't like cornerbacks. How about that? I'm not Listen, sending man. him home with stickers. Listen, man, I got real close with Dante Jackson. It's just it's close to my heart, man. We we talked on Twitch. We played Fortnite together. He probably did. You're hurting my feelings. Okay. Minka. Talk about Minka. Minka. Disappointing? B plus. No, B- not, okay. not a disappointment at all. I'm glad you said that. 80 total tackles, 11 pass defenses. I mean, Minka Fitzpatrick didn't even get a full-time starting role because Rashad Jones is there and TJ McDonald is a is good, good safety. Very good. He's a very good safety. And you're not going to give you're not going to cut into Rashad Jones snaps just because you drafted a guy like Minka in the first round. That doesn't happen. Minka did everything he could with the snaps that he got. And as soon as Miami moves on from Rashad Jones, which needs to happen soon, Minka Fitzpatrick's going to be a star. I'm giving Minka an A. Thank you. Because statistics per per opportunity, I feel like Minka is right up there with a Derwin James or a Justin Reed. (laughs) Statistics per opportunity. He wasn't on the field for every single down, and he put up some darn good numbers for having limited opportunity, comparatively speaking. I feel like we all need to cry about this. I think you got to go. I'm so proud of Mika. (laughs) I'm Um, trying to digest the A. I mean, listen, I gave gave Sam Hubbard an A for the same reason. (laughs) Okay, I, I get it. To me, you draft a guy one eleven overall. Mo today, come on. He he he, <laughs> he was in a weird spot in, in that they TJ McDonald's very good. He is. And, they have two really and Rashad solid. Jones is one of the be, was a the he was best number one safety. in two thousand seven. He's still pretty good, but fantasy wise, he let us down a little bit. I, the, the decline is coming. They better they better do something quick. You couldn't play Minka Fitzpatrick and IDP consistently. No. So I, for me. I I gotta go B minus. I mean, I really do. But next year he could be. You're talking obviously not really, but you could tell, top fifteen guy if if Rashad Jones is out and he's in. If like Rashad it, Jones is out, I think Minka Fitzpatrick is a top ten easy super stud. I it wasn't anything that Minka did that earned him the B minus. It just he didn't have the opportunity. He didn't turn in some homework for me. <laughs> He passed all the tests, uh, didn't turn in the homework. Class is in session. <laughs> Professor <laughs> Nitt. I like it. Yeah. Uh, all right, who else you got? Uh, Talk about your boy, Ward. Yeah, go ahead. Go Denzel. Ahead, Ward, here's what I'm going to say. Fantasy-wise, best season he's ever going to have. Mm-hmm. I called it before the season. If you want to go in on somebody, it's going to be Denzel Ward. Agree. And now trade him in the offseason season. Because they're no longer, he's no longer going to be tested. You know, he's going when they're going to be testing him. Pittsburgh's going to test him twice a season because they have that they they've got those receivers to be able to do it. That's when he's going to get his tackles. Otherwise, Denzel Ward, I, he's literally he's a DB four, dude. He he's a shutdown quarter. Yeah. like like he is he he is an elite 
prospect at the cornerback position. This dude's awesome. Is he Patrick Peterson? Not yet. He has no fear. But he's going to have that type of reputation. Jalen, and he's a playmaker. He doesn't talk. He, he can't talk like Jalen Ramsey does, but he will because Denzel Ward is that good. He's He has no fear right now. As his reputation grows amongst the league, this dude's going to be – this dude's going to talk some smack. He's going to be a shutdown, lockdown corner. He went toe-to-toe with Michael Thomas in what, game one? Week two. Week two, toe-to-toe with Michael Thomas and frustrated him. Week one, went toe-to-toe with Antonio, Antonio Brown, Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster. Frustrated, frustrated him. Like, this dude is a frustrating corner. I give him an absolute A for they, his NFL rookie season. They made the right pick mm-hmm. that early in the draft. Now go trade him, like Arm said. Yeah. Now here, here's what I'm going to say: you need to fantasy, keep, fantasy wise, you need to gotcha. keep an eye on Denzel Ward because, for daily purposes, daily fantasy purposes, stay the hell away from Denzel yeah. Ward's matchup. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I mean, but, but if, yeah, if you're dissecting I, between Mike, Mike Evans and Michael Thomas and Mike Evans is playing Denzel Ward, you go Mike Thomas. And if Mike and Thomas is playing Den, Denzel Ward, you go Mike Evans. If that's your dissection right there, there's your difference maker. I like Love it. it. Love it. All right. Next on the list for me, Terrell Edmonds. I, I got a B minus on Terrell Edmonds. I think Terrell Edmonds had a solid season, 78 tackles, uh, tossed in a sack. Wasn't that great in pass defense. But Terrell Edmonds is uh, probably a pretty safe DB3 if you run three defensive backs like we do in our league of record. And I, and I, I tried to trade for him a few times just because I know that you're going to get consistent DB3 numbers out of Tremaine Edmonds for his whole career. But they're low-end D. Terrell. To me, Terrell Edmonds, they're low-end DB3 numbers. To me, I got him at a C-minus, disappointing, finished outside of DB3 numbers. For IDP purposes, in three in three safety leagues, three DB leagues, like he was 50th overall. To me, it's a little disappointing if you banked on him in a rookie draft to be your DB3. He didn't do it. So to me, it's a C-. minus. You got to prove more to me fantasy-wise. And frankly, he's got to prove more to his Pittsburgh Steeler nation because they, they, they spent a first-round pick on him, and he was mediocre. So I'm going to give uh, Edmonds a B minus. Now the re- my reasoning behind it is because I think going forward he is a DB three with DB two upside. Okay. I think he has. I'll buy that. I think he's got the ability. This guy's a ridiculously good athlete. I mean, I he, buy that he's too. one of the better athletes in out of all of the rookies this year at, at defensive back. Um, he does have he's a better the, athlete than his brother. Yeah, and his brother's a stellar athlete. But you know, out of all the, uh, the my God, did they end up in the same team? No, they didn't. No, Never same Buffalo. Team, I'm same just draft. looking. Sorry, I was just thinking. I'm like, did he go to? No, but uh, no. Terrell Edmonds. He has the the biggest knock on him right now is there's there's still some good players in Pittsburgh also playing safety. You know, he's not getting every single snap, and that's going to change. And I think his his statistics are going to go up. And I'm fine with 78 t- total tackles, and I think he'll he'll be closer to 90 next year. With a complete full-time role to, all to himself, I think he'll be fine, and he's going to be that guy you target as a three to give you that two upside. All right. All right, all right I guess. But to me, when you say there's other players in Pittsburgh uh, right now, like I didn't my, my mind immediately went to why who? didn't he win the – not not who. I mean, Vince would no, – Sean, Sean, Sean Davis. Sean Davis. Sean uh, Davis and who, though? Yeah, but it, well, it immediate, my mind went immediately to – 
why didn't he win the job as a first round pick? I got I, it. You know that that's where my mind went. So to me, it, it's a C minus. Show me more. Get the full time role. Get the confidence. I mean, this is a confidence league. Seventy eight tackles as a rookie. It's, it's not, not bad. It's not terrible. You. I mean, I can't discount seventy eight tackles as a rookie. I, just, I think those are that's pretty solid numbers, especially at, at the safety position. Everything about him's not bad though, and you know what a C minus is. It ain't bad. It's not bad. All right, got you. It's I got not you. bad. I, I got a B minus on Jair Alexander as well. Cornerback, sixty six tackles, twelve pass defenses. Uh, I, he was solid as a rookie. I think he's a guy that could take the Xavier Howard like leap in year two. I like Jair Alexander a lot, and I thought he I thought he played well, and I think he's going to be even better next year. Granted, fantasy bye week guy. At the best. one thing that you can think about with Jair Alexander and actually have him as your DB four, like a bye week guy, is the odds that the Packers are going to be up and testing people, making them pass. So I, I like Jair Alexander as as a fantasy asset more than a Denzel Ward. I fantasy think ca- yeah. I think career wise he'll probably end up with more interceptions, but more he pass defenses. But he ain't gonna he's, make more money. He's yeah, than Denzel he's Ward. not a better cornerback. He's just going to be someone who's they're going to force that the the pass game because of the leads they're going to have. Denzel's yeah. such a playmaker. I I can't I can't do that. Yeah. I have who, one who, more. Uh, let me ask you real quick before we go on. Who's who's the greatest defensive back of all time? Deion Sanders. All right. Who has the most interceptions? It's not Deion Sanders, and it's not close. Cornerback? Yeah. It doesn't matter. Who did? Do you know? I I know for a fact it's not Deion Sanders. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but my point is, it, it, regardless, Deion Sanders More research is... is Good thing Sorry, we- Arms. I didn't even need to do research. I did it that quick, and... Uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it's not Deion Sanders. It's Paul Krause, Rod Woodson close behind, Charles Woodson close behind. Yeah, but and Rod Reed. Woodson, safety. Yeah. Charles Woodson, half long. his career, safety. A very and long longevity. career. You know, I mean, Reed. What, safety. I mean, you're, Aaron Sharper. Was he, there's a there's a he was safety one. Yeah, there's a there's a, a uh, pattern going on here. Yeah, I mean, the best of the best interception wise are safeties because they because they can ball hawk. The the great uh, actual pass defense guys like a Deion Sanders, Champ Bailey, who both of them eventually moved to safety, like they got plenty of interceptions, but they got interceptions playing against elite wide receivers. Number two was Emlyn Tunnell, safety. Oh, okay. All time nineteen twenty four, born in nineteen twenty four. Number two all time, Emlyn Tunnell, safety. Wow. That's good fact checking. Giants, right Packers. Paul Krause played defensive back memory. and wide receiver. Right. No wonder he Don't had so many interceptions. Man, can't we go back to that NFL where Matt Prater's oh. throwing touchdown passes? And <laughs> I want to go to that NFL. I want to see Emlyn Tunnell and Paul. Krause. By the way, way to leave out Ronnie Lott. Oh man, he's so like, good. Didn't he play? No, Roger Craig played running back. Ronnie Lott. Sometimes I think Ronnie Lott got a few carries. I bet he wasn't did. Ronnie Lott the one who got his finger cut off during a game. Bit off. Was bit. Jason he bit Paul his Pierre. finger off. Wait, what? Yeah, he bit his finger off. Yeah, he broke it, and they said he couldn't get back in, so he bit it off. I met the guy. He did it. What? I didn't so know he bit it off. I thought they used like a, I'm not even joking. I thought they used like a cigar cutter and cut it off. 
I thought he bit it off. He, they, he may have. It, you, that makes you, him that much more of a you, badass. You, you tell me this is the Ozzy Osbourne of the NFL? <laughs> it is. It's Ronnie Lott. My point Ronnie is. Ronnie Lott's born. Uh, I w- I'll, lay, <laughs> I'll lay every dime I have that Deion Sanders is not in the top 100 of tackles all time at defensive back. What about touchdowns? Yeah, I bet he's very close in touchdowns. and I bet he's behind uh, Charles Woodson, though. Research time. Some great. I know. I'm over here researching the lie. I guess he did cut it off. Wow, way to lie. Way to lie. Sorry, man. Anyways, Uh, while we're uh, while we're researching this, uh, there there is a couple more guys that I did like and gave a grade to. uh, One of which is Trey Flowers. Trey Flowers was a pretty good prospect going in, but he fell in the draft, but ended up as a 67 tackle rookie cornerback guy. And uh, to me, it looks like he has a promising future. And Jordan Whitehead. Before you go on about Trey Flowers, though. Trey. The guy had no pass defenses and no interceptions at cornerback. I mean, are you playing off of everybody? Maybe he's Flowers Island. I mean, just, <laughs> just, just out of curiosity, are you just playing off of everybody? There, there, there's, an, there's a guy from uh, Green Bay I'm surprised Chad hasn't got on. Josh Jackson, kind of like John Johnson, <laughs> super generic name guy. I wish there. John Johnson and Josh Jackson played on the same team. So Chad's uh, tattoo would be even more relevant. And Jack then, Johnson. And then one of them did a movie called Cruel Intentions. No clue what you're talking about. Josh Jackson. Fringe, the show Fringe. Nope. All right. Look up Josh Jackson when you get nah, a chance. I'm good. He's All an right. actor. Jordan Whitehead, though. Dude balled out, given opportunity. I I really liked it. I actually gave him a B minus for what he put on the put on tape. Hitter out of the safety position gets tackles, and when he when he was in a full time role was consistent. Got to the seven tackle mark uh, three times this year, and and those were the games where he was the full time starter. His snap count was up. Really liked, really liked Jordan Whitehead long term. No, I think Jordan Whitehead's fine long term. I, I honestly, I didn't. I, I mean, I, I'll have him graded graded higher than expected. I didn't expect him to have the production he had this year because I thought that the uh, that the safeties down in Tampa Bay were a little bit better than that. I didn't think he was going to crack starting lineup. Yeah, he did it. He did it. Much like that ITT commercial where you get your degree online when they used. Remember those ITT commercials? Nope. He I, did, I it. did it. <laughs> I did it on ITT Tech. ITT Tech. I did it. Is it I was one of the T's stand for tech or was it ITT so. Tech Institute of Tech Titular I think it's, Technology or I don't know I don't know I have no idea I there's come on at like three, research time they come on at three research time those things come can't. on at three o'clock in the morning whenever I'm asleep <laughs> you're feeling like a huge piece how of crap know, for being up at three, three? three because you I used to be up at three o'clock in the morning oh okay. That's where that's where you learned about shaking meatball. <laughs> yeah, dude, love me some Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Uh, caught, caught my first Rick and Morty episode the other day. Is it any good? You know what? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it is. I it, mean, I figured it is. I'm just I'm kind of past my cartoon comedy phase. Like I don't watch Family Guy anymore, and I don't watch you know American Dad anymore. So I'm kind of over that. But I do see shows that are like, man, I need to get nah, no. I'm, no, I'm going to watch the Great British Bake Off tonight. By the way, uh, <laughs> Devin Hester in non-offensive touchdowns with 20. Deion Sanders, number two at 19 
Rod Woodson, number three at 17, followed by Rondé Barber and a bunch of nobodies. Little did you know you were getting a NFL history lesson today. By the way, surprising Janoris Jenkins. If we are if we are wrong, blame ProFootballReference.com. That's where I'm at. This is not our fault. That's where I'm at. Last guy I had a grade on Teron Johnson, Buffalo cornerback. Eh, he's all right. D plus. D plus. I I got him there. He played. He got some tackles. Yeah. Couple of pass to finish. Mike Hughes torn ACL. Can't really grade him. MJ Stewart second rounder for the Bucks did nothing. F. Duke Dawson healthy scratch all year for New England. F. And I got to bring up something, fellas, that I forgot. Ronnie Harrison. No, I have three things that I. I forgot. got Ronnie Harrison by the way as a C minus. Just oh, I like, I like in, in that a, in a solid defensive backfield. He had a little bit of production. I mean, he's he's not playable yet. He's going to be, but he's not yet. I got three things I got to get in real like, quickly. Like Eddie Jackson Light. Bring Eddie Jackson Light. Okay, number one. God, you threw me off already. Sorry. Calm down. Pause the Holy episode. Holy smokes. And, and bring it. Bring no, the heat. No, I got it. Okay. So last episode, we completely did not talk about and passed over Ronald Jones and our great. He should have no, been. No, we I understand. No, we talked about we him. We talked though. about him as an F. Did you listen to the it's like a D minus or an F? I th- I think we talked about him so quickly. I think actually though. I think we talked about everyone else around him and just and actually didn't him talk about him. We didn't. We just inserted I think you're him right. lightly. By the way, and I will apologize, two episodes. I was so f- pissed off about how bad Monte Ball was. I accidentally said that uh, Maurice Claret came into spell him and it was 10 years prior so <laughs> my bad my bad i think it was like mike anderson or someone who it, took hap- Sorry. it, it happens real quickly rojo since we kind of missed touching on him absolute f because where he was drafted and i don't think he's ever going to do anything in the league ba- based I, off his rookie season he has he has no chance the, that's I, what I said. He's expendable after year one. Yeah. He's cuttable. Like they're, they're, Did that he get might said last get, episode? Yeah, he I, might get cut. Yeah, okay. I hope this is a humbling moment for him, and he gets in the gym and you know works his ass off because he does have a lot of talent. the The biggest problem is, man, I Rojo just he, there's nobody in Tampa. Peyton Barber is not a good running back. He's not competent in NFL running back. He's barely a backup. Rojo, if you can't take the the freaking ball away from Peyton Barber, who are you going to take it away from? Yeah, I don't know. That's the worst backfield in the NFL. It's bad. That that could be a Lev Bell landing spot. It, I mean, it, I mean, as, as sad as it is, they're worse than the Raiders are. Oh, yeah. I'd rather have Chris Warren than anybody on the Buccaneers. I'd rather have Doug Martin. Who? Exactly. Talentless. Wow. So that was number two, or was that number one still? You said three things? You doing three things? I got three things. Two more? The second one. All right. Promo time. If you need tickets to a concert or you need tickets to any event at all, go to Seat Giant. Enter promo code BFRS. Mm-mm. Not not the initials for Back Row Fantasy Show, but it is still BFRS. Like Big Frickin' Row Show? Big Frickin' Row Show. BFRS. Good. Nice save. Thanks, Arms. Enter BFRS at Seat Giant to get a nice discount. Thanks for on screwing that tickets. up, Seat Giant. Thanks. Yeah. 
<laughs> the appreciated seat giant. They do but, have but a nice literally. website. They have a nice website, and they yeah, that's right. Don't bite the hand that feeds so, you. So arms. let me ask you this: So if Sunday, 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 watching monster trucks roll over cars. Oh yeah, brother. We're gonna go to seat giant. Seat giant. We're uh, gonna get, get those monster what, truck tickets. What if I wanted? To, what if I wanted to go to let's say a Metallica concert? Seat giant, BFRS, big freaking row show. Uh, Eric Church. Eric Church, no discounts because nobody's buying. <laughs> Not so, even people sold, who agree. Uh, sold yeah. out, just so you know. Sold uh, out. There must be a select 500 Eric Church fans that travel to every show. I would be one of them. This generation's oh, Garth Brooks. Okay. Oh God, that's that's all right. That's disgusting. Last thing I gotta mention. <laughs> this generation's Kenny Chesney. How about that? Uh, acceptable. Kenny Chesney's still this totally generation's Kenny Chesney. <laughs> yeah, he's this generation's Keith Urban. But anyways, <laughs> no, no. Anyways, the uh, the last thing on the docket before we finish these DBs, in case you guys have any, uh, yeah, Thrive, Thrive Fantasy. We are running a contest on Thrive Fantasy. It's the Back Row Show Sunday contest. There's 15 spots left. There's 25 spots, $10 a pop. 10 of 25 are filled. So there's 15 left. You got two days as the time, not even two days, a day and a half when this episode hits to go on Thrive, join the Back Row contest, and we... Even though we didn't discuss it, sorry, fellas. I'll just do it out of my pocket if need be. $50 extra uh, is going to go to the winner of that contest if, if you can let us know the keyword from this episode. It means you listen to the episode, you listen to it all the way through, or you just skimmed around searching for the keyword, which is also acceptable. <laughs> landscape is the keyword since we've talked about tight end landscape so friggin' much. No, 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 no. Talia. Talia. Man, I had landscape locked and loaded, but it's you just Talia. you just changed my mind. T L I A. Talia. Talia. Tight end landscape is atrocious. Talia is the keyword. Thanks, arms. He's on fire tonight. T I L I T E T L I A. T E L I A. Just a Talia. All right. So that's the keyword. Also, you... nothing comes up on XNXX under Talia. Just toss that out there. Oh, does it? No. That's nope. disappointing. I mean, I, I, someone told me that. I bet something one of our up. Fan, and... One of our fans DM'd me and told me that. I bet something pops up. Type in stepsister. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Talia is the keyword. You got to send us a screenshot with proof that you entered the Thrive contest. And then the proof almost doesn't matter. The winner, number one overall in that contest, will get $50 extra on top of what Thrive pays you just for letting us know in DMs that you know the keyword is Talia. Excellent. T-E-L-I-A. T-E-L-I-A. Can't find it on XNXX. I'm going to try Pornhub tomorrow. Talia. It's also not there. (laughs) Good Lord, man. Xvideos.com? I have never heard of that website. You need to check it out. All right, we digress. We're getting into way too many touchy subjects. Get it, touchy? Anyways, do you guys have any DBs to add to the show before we wrap it up and move on? Yeah, I'm just sitting here watching you talk right now. Sorry, man, my bad. I just had a lot to get off my chest tonight. I left about 20 minutes ago and just now came back. What happened? That reminds me of the episode where like, me and Nick were on a roll, and you're like, well, if that's the case, then... I'm leaving. <laughs> like, we wanted to talk about one thing for a while. You're like, oh, I'm leaving. I don't remember that. That's how a lot of these shows go, though. It is. One of us gets left behind. It happens. 
It's all good. I mean, you, one once thing, again, I'm nodding. Like, yeah, no. <laughs> our, our <laughs> listeners can't see me nodding. Yes, what, one thing that probably won't happen again that you can be happy about is that me and Nit won't have a Twitter episode where we just fill your voice in for you. What? Oh, Daryl, I, I was, I was talking to you <laughs> on this conversation. Remember that episode? It was also? motivation for him not to ever miss a show. Right. He's like, he, well, that's true, because he not that long ago, he came with the flu or something. He's like, oh, God, I can't I apologize for Oh, you're voice. talking about the episode Niddle didn't show up for? Oh, didn't yeah, let us know? Yeah. That one? I'm comfortable not showing up. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's all for tonight. Bark's out. Good night. Peace. This concludes another episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show. Thanks for listening, and be sure to give us a review.